It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on wizards, your daily Washington wizards podcast, part of the locked on podcast network, your team every day. What's going on, guys? We're back with another Locked On Wizards episode. Your boy, D and Ed, after a frustrating loss against the Charlotte Hornets. This episode of Locked On Wizards is brought to you by McDonald's, probably serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. And I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Now, Ed, I mean, the Wizards, I said it before we started, the, the Wizards couldn't shoot the ball in the Pacific Ocean if they were given the opportunity today. And it's just more frustrating because you have Daniel Gafford eating, you know, Montrez Harold eating, and they just stopped going to him. And decided to put up 42 threes in a game where they only made eight. I, I, it's just frustrating, but I'm going to get into my stuff. But what you got to say about the game, man? Uh, it was awful. It was hard to watch. I mean, like you said, we couldn't hit the Pacific Ocean. We couldn't hit the, the side of a building. I mean, it was so bad. I mean, KCP gets a steal when we have momentum. And then he um, barely hits barely hits the basket, barely hits the front end of the rim. It was a wide open shot, and he like took his time, looked at the rim, and shot it. And still, it still was awful. Um, you know, like you said Traz and Gaff were were killing. I mean, Gaff had sixteen points and seven rebounds in the first half. Traz had a nasty dunk on I want to say it was Nick Richards or somebody. He dunked on the whole team, and then uh, Gafford dunked on uh, Richards again. Just literally put the man in the rim, and it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean. Gafford and Trez were there was they were unstoppable. The only big that they really had, the Charlotte you talked about in the preview yesterday, 
I, I said it. I brought it up on uh, Monday after the win. You know, we were looking forward to the Charlotte game, and we were like, the only big they really have is uh, Mason Plumley. And you know, even him, he's not he's not much of a big where he's a defensive stopper. So, and it was working. The gap pick and roll. Even Gaff was getting the ball in the post, and he looked confident. He told guys to get out of the way and cl- clear it out at one time, and it was working. So, I, this might be the first game where I don't think it was all on West Unsell, but I think. This might have been his worst uh, coaching game by far. Um, all, all the other games have been excellent. I thought he's done a heck of a job. And the three-point shooting is a problem. It, it legitimately is, is a problem. We're ranked um, we are 20th in three-point percentage in the league, shoot 33% from the, from the, three, from the three-point line. Um, Brad shot the ball decently from the three, but everybody else, Spencer Dinwiddie, didn't even score a point tonight. And, and that can't happen. If we're, if we're trying to win games – He's he's supposed to be our second option. Um, he can't score zero points, zero points, zero for four from the three point line, zero for five from the field. It, it just can't happen. It can't happen. Kuzma was off tonight too, one for eight from the three, two for t- two for, two for twelve from the field. I mean, we, we just we, we shot ourselves in the foot. Eight for forty two from the three point line, nineteen percent from the three. We should not have shot that many threes. And they played zone. They went to zone in the third quarter. The third quarter was awful. They went on a twenty two to three run we were still up in the third quarter we were about eight points at one point and they just went on a run uh kelly Oubre, we let we let him hit back-to-back threes then he got a steal and went down and he had somewhat of a wizard's revenge game you know today was supposed to be a a celebratory day because tommy shepherd got the extension um congrats to him he's the new president of the washington wizards so it's supposed to be a celebratory day but um it's definitely a winnable game we're 10 and 4 we're still first place in the east but this is a learning experience for the wizards um, if the three-point is not working, we, we still have legitimate bigs that can score in the post. Like, Montrose Harrell has been a beast this whole season. So I don't know why they just wouldn't give him to him in the post consistently. Even if you do want to shoot a three, give it to the bigs first and let them work out. You know, they don't have to do a post move, but they can just, you know, get the ball, survey. Bradley Bill can cut to the basket. You know, Dinwiddie can cut to the basket. Kuzma can set a screen or something like that. But, I mean, on the positives, I thought Corey Kisper looked confident tonight. Denny. Didn't shoot the ball well, but he, he had he had a good amount of rebounds. Uh, I want to say he had a double double, almost nine points and eleven boards. Um, but but the bigs were the best part, and the, and the guards shooting the ball it was just terrible. I mean, Gafford had twenty and Trez had fifteen. Everybody else and Bradley Bill had twenty four. We only had three guys in double figures. We usually have five to six to seven guys in double figures. Only had three guys in double figures. Everybody else was like nine points and below. But you know. It was a rough night. I mean, I just don't understand how you can only put up 87 points against the Charlotte Hornets. I mean, we're not talking about the Golden State Warriors. We're not talking about the Miami Heat, Utah Jazz. We're not talking about one of these really good defensive teams. Talk about the Charlotte Hornets. I mean, middle of the pack, bottom of the pack an opponent, field goal percentage. It's no excuse to only be putting up 87 points. I mean, that's ridiculous. It's just, I don't understand how you can have your two big men eating, dominating in that first half, and then you just slowly just start going away from them, going away from them, going away from them, and not even attempting. The the Hornets went to a zone, and it's like they just stopped trying. They was like, there's no way we can get it inside. There's no way we can do it. So the offense just stagnated, and they just started shooting contested in the shot clock threes. I mean, it's it was just terrible. 
I don't understand. Like you just said, you can still get it inside to the bigs. And they were dominating so much. It would lead to opportunities for other guys. Old backdoor cuts, them trying to double team, leaving guys open. I mean, still, we get to the point of having to make your open shots. Like KCP, who barely grazed the front of the room, like you said, off that steal. It's just, I've... The three-point shooting is such a big issue, and I said it on the last episode I recorded. They got to be able to hit their three-pointers. I said it was one of my keys. I said they got to be able to hit the three. I said it was also for them to be able to sustain this hot run they on. They have to be able to hit the three. They got to. I mean, against the Nets, against the Nets when they played the Nets, they went nine for 39, I believe I said, or nine for 38 from the three. So this isn't the first time that they've shot this poorly from three at this high value. I, I just don't understand why you just sell out like that and put up this many threes when you're shooting in the 17%. I don't get it. I, I just, I truly don't understand the logic that goes into we're dominating inside, like against the Nets. It's not like they were dominating on the inside. Against the Hornets, they were dominating the paint. Their bigs were dominating the paint. How do you go away from that and start shooting threes and allowing the Hornets to stagnate your offense and force you to take contested threes? Storn it. I mean, yes, they're really good offensively, but I'm not going to... It's not like they were just so good defensively that you just allow them to take you out of your offensive game plan when your two bigs are eating. I mean, Ed, I'll let you go. Um, but first, we do have a message from our friends over at Bet Online. We're back at Better Than Ever, a new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Better Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated web desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And guys, once again, I want to thank you all for making Locked On, which is your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, I mean, what more you got to say about this game here? Um, We got to have a short memory, and we, we got to move on from this game. 
um, quickly because the Miami Heat are a legitimate team. They're going to be a team that we're going to be competing with for a good playoff spot. You know, if we want to get home court advantage, which I think is doable to get a home, our first two games in the playoffs to be home court games. We have to win games like this against the Hornets and the Heat and, and these these uh, tougher opponents. Now the Hornets, they're not a slouch team. They're a good team. They did just be the Warriors the other night. They're nine and seven. Uh, but I mean, coming to the game, like you said, they were ranked 26 in defensive rating. Um, they were dead last in points allowed per game. We were the team that struggles against the, the Charlotte Hornets. But it's a different game every night. Um, but yeah, it is disappointing to just see them chucking up and settling for threes over and over and over again when you saw. Trez couldn't be stopped. You saw Dale Caffer couldn't be stopped. So it was very frustrating to watch um, in that fourth quarter. I thought we gave up a lot of offensive rebounds, too. Um, they had 16 offensive rebounds. I thought we gave up a lot of offensive rebounds. Um, we we gave up some fast break points as well. They had 19 fast break points. So I, I, I think we didn't defend and transition well. But uh, once again, this was this was a winnable game. Um, but for me, I mean, surprisingly, Dinwiddie scoring zero points. I don't I don't want to see that again from him. Um, he's not going to be playing tomorrow because he's not going to be playing in the back to backs. Um, so that, that's just inexcusable right there. But um, I, like I said, on, on the on a positive note, I go with some positives. You know, I'm not going to say everything was doom and gloom. Even though this was a terrible game, we really could have lost this game by a lot more. Teams who usually shoot 19 percent from the three point line, they usually get blown out. And, and that just kind of tells you what kind of game it was. I'm not going to say that the Hornets are a bad team, but, I mean, right. any really good team would have blown us out. They should have blown us out shooting that bad for the three or settling for threes. And when you settle for threes, that usually leads to a fast break for the other team because we bricked it so hard, you know, the ball just, you know, goes off the rim and it starts a fast break for the other team. But um, on the positive side, like I said, I thought Corey Kispert uh, gave some good minutes. He probably should have played a little bit more. He didn't shoot well from the three either. But he had 11 points. I mean, I'm sorry, not 11 points. He had six points, two for four from the field, one rebound, one assist. Um, I thought he was more confident. We talked about that. You know, he just he didn't care if he got blocked or not. He put the ball on the floor and got to the basket and scored a layup. He had two layups. He had a nice floater and a layup. Um, those were some of the positives that I thought. Of course, Trez and Gaff were the easy favorites for positives out of everything. And um, Bradley Bill. Five for eleven from the three point line. I thought he looked in rhythm. He started off slow. He got a haircut, um, but yeah, there's there's gonna be some rough shooting nights. But like I said, with what with Wes, the, the the thing I wanted him to do is start from the bigs, give the bigs a chance when it's a zone. You know, have somebody go to the middle of the zone, the high post, and turn around and face the basket and see what they can get. So they got to practice on their three point shooting. And Davies Bertans being out. It does hurt a little bit. I know everybody, you know, gives Davies a hard time, but you know, at least he's a threat from the three-point line. You know, I'll give him that. You know, he's he's a streaky shooter. This might have been one of the games where he's a streaky shooter and he would have had a good streak. So we you know, we still have some guys out. Thomas Bryant is a better uh three-point shooter as a big, so maybe he could have helped as well from the three-point line. But we we gotta improve the three-point shooter. That that's our Achilles Hill right now. The scout report is pack the paint. Play his own. Like you brought up the Nets game. The Nets, what they did against us, they packed the paint, they played his own, and we couldn't hit a three. So that that's the blueprint on how to beat the Washington Wizards right now. Yeah, and, and I'm looking at a tweet from Chase Hughes. He said, Wes Unsell Jr. says the Wizards had a lot of trouble once the Hornets switched to zone in the second half. And a lot of teams are going to watch that. And a lot of teams are going to do the same exact thing. And the way to counter that is to hit your shots from the outside. They're just going to have to. 
because they're going to have the opportunities to shoot the three. I mean, they're just going to have to make them. It's as simple as that. And, you know, like you said, it's not all doom and gloom. I am irritated and upset with the loss because this was a winnable game. But, like I said, it was nice to see Bill hit 5 for 11 from 3. So that was nice to see. I mean, like Denny, he did have some nice defensive moments in the game. And I feel like he was aggressive as well as Corey Kispert, which I, I enjoy them seeing being more aggressive, even though the, statistically they didn't shoot the ball as well. Even though Corey shot 50%, he went 2 for 4 from the field. But the road gets tougher. I mean, you're looking at Heat with no Spencer Dinwiddie in the first game. The Heat again right after that. And then you're looking at the Charlotte Hornets again. So it's a tough. This is a tough one, man. They're going to have, like you said, short-term memory. You're going to have to, you know, this is this is just out the window. You know, get out of here. Get ready for Miami. Prepare for Miami. Don't let this affect you. You know, just because you shot uh, 19% in this game doesn't mean you got to shoot 19% in the next game. And, you know, we as fans may dwell on it a little bit more, but that's why we're fans and they're the players. You know, they, they got to get past it. But, I mean, I'm just – ah, man, this one hurt. I, they they should have yeah. – I was worried because – you know, the Wizards were like up six and they it was like they were close. Like how the Wizards against the Pelicans were close and it's like all it takes is one good run and they get back in the game. The Hornets were always in the game because of the lack of three-point shooting. If the Wizards were hitting their three-pointers, this would have been probably a blowout. But the fact that they shot so many and were missing so many kept the Hornets in the game. All the Hornets needed was that one big run and they got that run that they needed, you know, and they didn't look back. So definitely props to the Charlotte Hornets. Like you said, I mean, we talk about them. You know, we talk about the players they have. Not a team to be taken lightly. We all knew both coming in that they had a good team. So it's just tough. You know, all you can do is recruit from this game and get ready for the heat. So I will ask you, Ed, I mean, X Factor, player of the game, who would you go with? And what are you looking for against the heat? Um, I guess from both sides, since we lost, we didn't have a player of the game in this one. Nobody right. deserved that title at all. Um, mm-hmm. I guess if you had to pick somebody from this side, from the Wizards, it would be Gaff and Trez collectively as a unit. Both of those guys played an impeccable game. And it's unfortunate that we stopped giving them the basketball. I really feel bad for those guys because they deserve more touches. Um, from their side, LaMelo Ball had a good game. He didn't shoot the ball well either. He shot four for 18 from the field, but he he had 11 points and 14 assists. I mean, he was a surgeon out there. He was orchestrating, and, and he was quarterback in their offense. I mean, there was a couple plays where he just came down and threw lobs to Miles Bridges, threw lobs to Miles Plumley or Mason Plumley. I can't remember um, which what his first name is, Mason or, or Miles. Um, Mason Plumley. Um Rozier killed us too, man. He, he gave us some buckets too. They didn't shoot the ball well either. Thirty-one percent from the three. We got a couple. They missed a couple open open threes too. So, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I, I would I would go with. Um, I hate to say it, but Kelly Oubre he came in and provided some. T- when he went on that run, when he hit those two threes, and then he got a steal and got a dunk, he's probably their X factor because that run killed us. That twenty-two to nine run in the third quarter. Um, their player of the game. It's probably a, I guess I would go with Lamelo, but to move forward from that, what I'm looking for against the Miami Heat, they have better bigs than the Hornets. They have Bam Adebayo, 
Um, I, I want to see because they're playing the Pelicans right now. They beat the Pelicans ninety-two to seventy-seven, so they're taking care of business and doing what they're supposed to do. Um, Bam Adebayo actually is not playing in this game, so I don't know what is up with that. You, you know, you always got to look because you never know who's out, who's in with these games and whatnot. But um, their starting five was PJ Tucker, J, uh, Jimmy Butler, Dwayne Dedman, Tyler Hero, and Duncan Robinson. And then off the bench was uh, C. Martin. Uh, I think his name's Caleb Martin. Um, Akpala and uh, Gary Vincent, Gabe Vincent. Udonis Haslam was getting minutes too. So um, I don't know who's going to play tomorrow. It looks like Kyle Lowry didn't play tonight either. So we don't know who who's going to be playing tomorrow. We just I, I personally don't know. Uh, but I mean, you got to be ready for whoever plays. So um, if it's Dwayne Dedman, Bam Adebayo, whoever it is, I feel like Trez and Gaff. Should still put up good numbers, even if it is Bam. I feel like Trez and Gaff as a duo should be able to give Bam some go for sure. Um, but you know, PJ Tucker is a good defender. Jimmy Butler is a scrappy defender. They play defense. We are both top ten in defensive rating. We're both top ten in defensive efficient efficiency. Um, we're both top ten in points allowed per game. So this is more of a defensive battle. This will be a scrappy game. The Miami Heat. We know their culture. They're a tough team. They will push you around if you let them. Pat Riley, we know just that culture, Eric Spolstra, you know how the Miami Heat play. Tyler Harrell can get buckets. He is a bucket getter off of the bench. He started this game. So Bradley Bill versus Harrell, that should be a good matchup. Um, Jimmy Butler versus, you know, Kyle Kuzma at the, at the small forward position. That should be a good matchup too. Um, like I said, P.J. Tucker. Marquise Morris is not playing for the Heat. So the, the Heat have a lot of guys. We have a lot of guys out too, but he have a lot of guys out. But to, to get to the keys of victory to stay on track, I would say points in the paint, give it to Trez, feed him early, feed Gaff early, pick and roll early. Spencer Dimley's not going to play, so Howell Neto and Aaron Holiday have to step up in his absence. Um, Kyle Kuzma, we need a better shooting game from you. you know, Kyle Kuzma, you're more of just a spot-up three-point shooter. I don't know why he settled so much because Kyle Kuzma is actually capable. He's not going to man one mixtape you up or nothing like that, but he can put the ball on the floor and score. I want him to be more aggressive. And try to put some um, – make the defense, you know, fear you a little bit. Try to put some fear in their hearts a little bit, create some contact, and get to the free throw line. You know, at least try to get to the free throw line with Kuzma. Like I said, I think he's, he's highly capable of doing that. Um, and, and KCP's just got to shoot the ball better. I want to see – and Denny, we're going to need the clamps from him again. I thought he had some good defensive moments. But, you know, there's going to be times where he's, he's going to be guarding Jimmy Butler. So that's going to be a good matchup. I'm intrigued to see – Denny versus Jimmy a couple times. That's going to be a good match. Him versus Tyler Harrow as well. We got to defend their three-point shooters. They can shoot the three. Duncan Robinson will light you up if you let him. Uh, Tyler Harrow will light you up if you let him. And P.J. Tucker is a corner three specialist. So they will put up threes. They will shoot threes. So um, defending the three-point line, toughness, rebound the ball, and start from the inside out. Give the ball to Trez and give the ball to Gafford and stop settling for three-pointers. Because if they do that again, they will lose by more than just 10 points. Yeah, and uh, just to get to my player of the game, I'm not doing one for the Wizards for obvious reasons, but I would definitely give it – I would say Kelly Oubre for the Hornets, man. He was big for them. Plus, I like Kelly Oubre, so I give it to Kelly Oubre. Yeah, and as far, yeah, as far as um this Heat game, I mean, yeah, they're missing a lot of guys. I don't like you just said. We don't know who's going to be here for tomorrow, but it's going to be tough in Miami. It's going to be a dog fight, and if you're putting up 87 points up against the Charlotte Hornets, (laughs) 
I mean, the Pelicans only got 84 right now with four minutes left in the fourth. It ain't going to get no more easier. So they, they got to get it together. They got to find a way to get to get it together fast because P.J. Tucker, Jimmy Butler, defensively, those guys are going to be scrappy getting in Bill's face, especially with no Dimity out there. So I, mean, I need Howell Neto to step up. I need Aaron Holiday to step up. You know, defend the, the three-point line, like you said. You don't want Tyler Hero to go off. You don't want Duncan Robinson to go off. I mean, you don't want Struss to go off. I mean, because he could shoot the three for sure as well. Rebound the ball. Like you said, the Hornets, you feel like the Hornets got too way too many offensive rebounds today. You don't want to let these home teams get more offensive possessions because of your lack of rebounding the ball. And like you said, feeding the big men, especially if they're hot, especially if it's working and it's, they're eating down there. Keep going to them. Keep going to them. You know, so <sighs> defending the three, rebounding the ball, feeding the bigs, getting down low. I, I think that's that's very important for the Wizards. I mean, it's going to be tough. I, I do think they can win. I think the Wizards can win against any team in the league. You know, with the defense that they play, I feel like they can hang with any of these teams in the league. So it'll be tough. Um, if they can hit the three, that will be lovely. That increases their chances of winning greatly. <laughs> so, but, I mean, we'll see. Um, before we head out, Ed, you got any final thoughts? Um, no, this is just this is going to be a tough stretch for the Wizards. I mean, this is going to be a gut check uh, week. You know, uh, we play the Heat back-to-back, and then we got to play – we play the Heat in Miami, then we play them at home. And then where Ludacris is going to be performing, and then we play the Hornets at home on Monday. So these four games are going to be a somewhat of a gut check uh, um, stretch of games for the Wizards to really measure up where we are in the Eastern Conference. I know we're number one in the Eastern Conference right now, but it's a long season. I know everybody's happy with the fresh start, with the hot start. You know, we haven't done this since 1975. Um, but you know, we can't be on that honeymoon phase. You know, we we got a lot of we got we still got to have a chip on our shoulder. And, um, you know, start from the inside out. So, I mean, if I had a bold prediction, I'm going to say Trez is going to come in hungry and he's going to get 20 points and 15 rebounds tomorrow night. That's that's my bold prediction for tomorrow. I think Trez is going to get these guys uh, together, man. You got to start from the from the bigs, get the ball to Gaff, get, get the ball to Trez, let them eat, and then let's, let's see if we, if we can knock down a three. My bold prediction, I would say the Wizards are going to shoot over – 33% from three. <laughs> and that, that, you know, the way they shot it tonight, a low that's bar. A for me, you know. So uh, hopefully, guys, they come out with a W in Miami. But thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. For your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. That's all we got for you guys today. Sadly, we can't end it off with a dub. But hopefully next time in Miami, man. Yeah, hopefully they come out strong, guys. Yeah. Can't can't get any worse than, than what we did tonight. But all right, you guys. Elsa Wizards, peace. Peace. Hey Prime members, you can listen to this locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.